By all indications, the ANC's leadership succession race is well underway. This week on the Politics Weekly, we'll assess the likely effectiveness of the party's new campaign rules, which on the surface seek to improve the quality of its leadership. We'll also look at the leadership candidates that have emerged so far. And for our conversation, uh, this time uh, we're joined by Mawande Amashawalala, who's the Sunday Times politics writer, uh, as well as uh, political analyst Dr. Tzigele Law Breakfast. With immediate effect. When people zone. And I quote, in two years' time, Eskim's problems will be a thing of the past. People won't even remember load shit. Unquote. They put saliva on the paper. I'm in charge. That's why these fools are running around here. I'm in charge. And then they share that zone. Point of order, Jefferson. Order, Jefferson. Point of order, ruling party by strength of order. Must step aside within 30 days. No, I'm not going to apologize. He has no brains whatsoever. The NC president was sabotaged again yesterday. Well, sabotage, that can be This is not a shit. Welcome to the both of you. Thanks, Pramek. Thank you very much for having me. Uh, Mawande, let, let's start with you. Um, let, starting off with these new rules, uh, what, 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 what are the salient uh, elements of, of, of the new rules? Yes. Well, look, Pramak, as you said in your intro, the, the, the intention here is to... is In fact, the, 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 the new rules themselves are part of what the ANC has termed the renewal of, of, of the organization, as it were, in terms of moving away from, uh, you know, unethical or immoral practices that they think had, uh, uh, you know, filtered into the party in, in, in the previous years. And among the points you would remember that there was a whole bruhaha uh, around issues of funding after the 2017 NASA conference where it, 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 it became apparent that the ANC doesn't actually have rules of how individual candidates who want to contest for internal position must raise funds. So as part of these rules in that regard is, 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 is that all candidates will have to declare and account for every cent they have raised and how they have spent it in terms of campaigning. Yes, we, I, see, I see a discrepancy though in that personally is that uh, it doesn't say much about whether you are limited to raising money to whatever uh, level and you can't go beyond this. And also, how do you make it competitive? If one is liked more by donors and the other doesn't necessarily have donors, it's still a, an unfair game, but the intention is to create a fair uh, contest. That's okay. just, just, just... Just for clarity, uh, th- th- this, this would not apply to all ANC members. It applies to what? To the, the top six? It applies to... NEC, or it, does it apply it, across it, the board? It applies across the board for everyone who will be contesting those 86 positions of the NEC. If you contested and as part of your contestation or campaigning towards the the, the, contest, the conference itself, you raised some funds, you transported people, you went to address a cadres forum, those kind of things, those costs that you incurred in those processes, in those campaigning processes, mm-hmm. you must be able to account at the end of the day as to where you got the money, how you spent it. Do you have proof for such? And then if, of course, you can explain some money then it will create some problems for you in terms of uh, the electoral committee itself okay. that is led by uh, former deputy president of the yeah. ANC, Khadim But, it, but it does, does it apply, for example, to provincial contests? 
Well, for now, now, it it doesn't it because they, they, confined it's confined for now. But of course, if the rules themselves are affirmed by the December conference, they will continue to apply beyond. Remember, they were only adopted by the NEC now late in July, which was way past most of the mm-hmm. uh, provincial conferences. In fact, there's just one or two left now. So... Uh, and and I'm not sure if it will apply to them though, because it I think the the implementation is envisaged to apply to the national conference and beyond, depending on whether conference adopts. Because I think the other challenge, Pramak, is going to be: does conference uh, affirm these rules or does it reject okay. it? Because remember, one of the first items of conference is what is called adoption of the rules and guidelines of the conference itself. And as mm-hmm. part of adoption of the rules, uh, branches may raise concern and say the electoral commission rules that were applied coming here, we don't feel that they are working because of one, two, three. And if the majority says we agree, they may well be discarded and we may be back uh, to square one. Mm -hmm. So this seeks to address money. Mm -hmm. What other elements uh, are are the rules trying to address? They are also seeking to address the issue of factionalism. For instance, uh, the rules say uh, uh, no one is allowed to 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 formulate slates formal you know ANC in recent years the issue of slates has become a part and parcel of the culture but the rules say no such thing should be done for instance there shouldn't be t-shirts that uh, that print a name or slogan of a particular uh, faction uh, there shouldn't be you know, campaigning along factional lines. For instance, you can't say because I support, uh, you know, for instance, and just make an example, President Ramaphosa, therefore, I support these ones under him. It can't be an automatic. Every leader itself must be uh, supported based on individual assessment of those leaders. So it, 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 in essence, such that you can support people from different uh, school of thoughts. But as to whether that too is practical uh, is another story altogether. But that is what the rules mm-hmm. seek to, to achieve. Mm-hmm. No, I'm, I'm, I'm just asking because uh, coming out of the weekend in Etegwin already, I saw the the region there were proposing Zulim Keys there. And Paul Mashatili. Exactly. Isn't that a slate type it, it, thing? In fact, prayers candidates like that. You, you are being mild because what has been happening throughout even the, the other provinces that have pronounced, you, you are beginning to see a formulation of a particular slate, uh, you know. Uh, for instance, there are certain individuals. For, let me take an example of uh, Gauteng and uh, Limpopo. Both almost endorse the same people. That is slate. That is a slate. Two provinces support the same slate. So, as I say, it's it's a wish list by the Electoral Commission. As I said, implementation is a a, a, a different story altogether because how do you then determine that this is a slate and this is a fact sheet? If people say this happened haphazardly, but we know that there's no such a thing in policies that happen haphazardly. These things are planned somewhere in the background such that when they come to the front, you know, Okay, so we, we spoke we spoke about the money. We spoke about factionalism and slates. Mm-hmm. Uh, what else? What, what about the character of people being, you know, who want to stand as candidates? Yes, yes. Then at, at that level of the individuals, I think it also seeks to create what we may term the new cadre mm-hmm. in the end, which has been a long-standing uh, conversation. Would remember from 1997 already uh, when President Mandela was the outgoing president at the time addressed these issues of the ANC having, uh, uh, you know, attracted their wrong characters. Uh, former President Peggy of the ANC as well, throughout his terms, is one of the issues he has felt passionate about. In fact, he still speaks about it to this 
day. So I think the ANC in in accelerating that process to 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 give birth to this new cadre who is a person of integrity who has a good standing in society, they have sort of extended from the step-aside rule, which you have seen it affecting people like Esma Khashoggi, who eventually got suspended, into these rules themselves. For instance, the rules say now you cannot nominate a leader, uh, one who has, uh, who is undergoing, uh, you know, court process, who has been charged in a court process for serious crimes. Serious crime definition, they say it is any, uh, uh, you know, charge that may result to a, a jail sentence that is over six months, I think. And then it also talks to, uh, you cannot nominate leaders that have been charged internally, for instance, by the disciplinary committee of the ANC itself, even if their cases are not concluded, or those whose cases went to the integrity committee and they were concluded and the recommendation was one of suspension or that leader uh, stepping Mm. aside. But then again, uh, the implementation is another question. For instance, on the latter point I made of leaders who have been processed by the integrity committee but cannot uh, uh, and, and were recommended to be suspended. Zoedim Kiza, who just yesterday was nominated by the Ethiopian regime, last year was uh, uh, recommended by the integrity committee of the ANC for suspension from the mm-hmm. NEC for his alleged involvement in Digital Vibes saga that is uh, well known by everyone. But already we have an, uh, him being nominated uh, by branches in Ethiopian. So again, uh, the, qu- the question of implementation or this just being another talk shop it becomes a critical mm. one. Mm. Uh, breakfast, I'd, I'd like for you to come in here. Uh, part of, as I understand it, part of the of the transformation or renewal, you know, of the ANC relates to gender uh, representation, uh, and it's a thing that has been a conversation that's been going on in the ANC for the longest time. You know, as to how, as to why. Uh, women seem to be underrepresented, especially in the critical positions, you know, of president, deputy president, etc. Um, the, the, so far, uh, I am not seeing a a, a spirited uh, effort uh, by the organization to make sure that women actually do rise to the top, or basically that the impediments that normally prevent that. Uh, are, are removed. You know, I, I'm looking at some of the names that have come up. I, Mawande has got a long list of them, uh, as long as his arm. But I'm not seeing, uh, particularly when you're talking president, deputy president, and so on, I'm not seeing even a single uh, woman being endorsed. What does that tell us yeah. about the campaign so far? Yeah, so um, the, the issue of uh, transformation lies at the heart of the ANC's ideology, which is the NDR. Uh, the National Democratic uh, Revolution, which is a two-stage theory. When we're talking about transformation, we're talking about a multi-dimensional concept, not only one aspect. Um, so the, the program of the NC, which is the um, NTR, uh, says that there's got to be a time whereby you know the revolution is led by uh, the bourgeoisie class, while the working class is being made ready to take over. But that struggle, among other things, also includes the plight of women, because the ANC uh, subscribes to this notion that uh, oppression uh, during the epoch of apartheid and colonialism was basically against women, uh, the working class, uh, and also other social uh, 
categories. So the past is still with us because women are still uh, on the back foot uh, on matters of leadership. Uh, but the challenge is that uh, when ANC is holding its uh, conferences, you only see one woman co-opted maybe as a deputy secretary, not as a chairperson or um, as a secretary. Uh, so that has been uh, one of the gaps uh, in the ANC. So I think the, the rules are trying to breach uh, that gap uh, at the moment because women are falling short of uh, occupying strategic positions. Uh, no wonder one might argue that uh, a name like Dr. Nkosuzana Zuma has been mentioned as a presidential contender. But, and it's a big but, you know, there's something that I call democracy. Democracy is when you are parachuting women into senior positions, but behind closed doors, you are pulling the, the strings uh, in order to reproduce political power for men. That is a function of factionalism. So what I'm saying is that it doesn't mean that because uh, women are parachuted into senior uh, positions, transformation is being uh, promoted. Uh, sometimes women, even themselves, not all the time, they are being used uh, in pursuit of uh, entrenching patriarchy uh, as opposed to the promotion of uh, transformation. So what I'm saying is that we need to uh, be open-minded. We're not teasing out the issue of uh, transformation. And by transformation, I'm talking about to alter uh, the, the social order by promoting, uh, I would say, the inclusion of women and also by changing, you know, uh, uh, the values of uh, society. With, with, with my lay person's understanding of these uh, complications that you and Mawande understand better, would it not be reasonable for 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 the public to expect to say, you know, for to say the ANC must set the 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 example in bringing about that social change in the way people think and in the way people make choices, particularly in terms the symbolism. If, for example, the ANC were ANC leaders, let me say, ANC male leaders, you know, say someone like uh, uh, Cyril Ramaphosa or Zulim Kize or, uh, or Paul Mashatile were to say, look, even if the branches nominate me, I think that I will, I'm happy to stand back for a female comrade. Well, how is yeah, this going so, to change um, if the males are always ready to accept, you know, to listen to the branches? Yeah, in theory, the ANC says that it is the leader of society. So uh, that denotes that it means to lead by example. But the ANC is an institution or an organization which is constituted by individuals. Now, the challenge is that, uh, you know, politics, in my opinion, is about entrenching hegemony, which is dominance. Uh, politics about imposing your agenda on your opponents or people that you are competing with. And because of that, I, I, I don't see it coming that uh, presidential contenders will back off and make a way for other people that they're competing with. Uh, that is just a pie um, uh, in the sky. Because in the domain of politics, you need power. Politics about power. Why do you need power? Because without power, you cannot operationalize your ideas. 
Uh, no wonder, you know, people want to ascend to power uh, because the assumption is that if you ascend to the helm of power uh, in the ANC, then you are able to uh, potentially ascend to the helm of state power, you know, then uh, bring about the change that uh, you want to see. Uh, so on that score, I, 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 I don't see it coming that uh, the male presidential contenders would back off and make a way for female uh, um, contenders. Mm. The, the, Mount, what do you think? Do, do, do you think that it's not, it's not possible, feasible for an organization to make that call? Well, uh, yeah, but like if if we lived in a perfect world, <laughs> it would definitely be possible. But in the one where we live, I mean, uh, besides, I, probably those could be possible during apartheid because, as Dr. Brevas is saying, at the time there was nothing to compete for. You know, it was internally within the ANC, you were just competing for positions, but those yeah. positions didn't give you anything. Didn't come with money, you know, they didn't come with, with the blue lights uh, you, you know. Yeah. But this day, the benefits that come with you being elected into those offices there is no way that Cyril would uh, you know surrender the, the presidential protection unit with 20 plus cars for another person and go back to driving himself it just it doesn't uh, you know look possible to happen you know because at, at also at the core of politics besides the power that uh, you know Dr. Professor is talking about this is also about self uh, you know advancement be it economically is it not about saving the people and saving the country ah well those are just <laughs> that is the theory <laughs> you know to get to where you want yeah. to be but at the core of politicians are all about themselves they are realistically speaking mm. about their advancement and, and advancement of their families and their friends economically, socially, and otherwise yeah, uh, within yeah. uh, society itself. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Here's another, you know, uh, thought, uh, uh, Dr. Prefast. The, the, just in terms of the, the run-up to, to, uh, to December, but also how the ANC organizes that, uh, that, that th- those procedures and, and, and processes, the, the, the idea, you know, I've been hearing in the conversation about uh, what uh, about KZN in particular. Mm-hmm. I've been hearing people saying, no, no, no. Um, the it's important that KwaZulu uh, Natal doesn't make the same mistake like the last time, you know, at Nasrek. They must make sure that they have their own person in the top six. It, isn't that regionalism and almost tribalism? Why, why does the NC allow or promote or encourage? organization what what are essential what should be ideological and political positions why do they allow them to descend into regional and almost tribal positions and mobilizing along those lines yeah first of all i think that maybe kzn was speaking on behalf of um, itself uh and as a province it is uh entitled to hold uh, the view that it has articulated in terms of influencing the strategic direction of the nc and after all the nc the contested uh, terrain but of course if you advance a line of argument along those lines uh you are running a risk of you know, uh, tapping in into the space of tribalism, geopolitics, uh, something which poses a serious threat to the stability, not only of the ANC, but also the stability of a society. Uh, in fact, I mean, uh, tribalism is a form of uh, oppression. So I think 
as an organization, the ANC needs to be circumspect or cautious uh, in terms of how it maneuvers around the issue of geopolitics or um, tribalism. Maybe they should never have said that, uh, but, you know, uh, maneuver behind closed doors. There's nothing wrong in, in them lobbying for certain positions, but I think they, they, they just need to make sure that they don't put a great deal of emphasis on ethnicity. Mm. Mawande, it, it seems to me that if you are, you are all in one organization and this organization has got certain beliefs and because you are in there because you've got certain core beliefs that you, you know, whether it's the Freedom Charter or NDR or whatever, you know, however one defines that, the, 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 the presumption might be that you you are in the ANC because you are agreed on certain fundamental principles. Now, if if you have a province pushing a particular uh, candidate because of the it is a province, that does it does it fly not fly against that? You know that that it's almost as if you're saying KZN wants its own person or Northwest wants its own person or Gauteng wants its own person because it's got separate interests from the other. Provinces, almost like every province has got its own things that it's fighting for in the ANC. Mm-hmm. Well, Bramak, basically the ANC is is a serial offender in in the saying that you speak left but you walk right. KZN is not the only uh, guilty party in this regard in terms of originalism or tribalism, depending on how you look at it. Uh, uh, Limpopo, which uh, was the first to endorse a full or almost full. A top six preference. They nominated the current president, Sir Ramaphosa, uh, uh, for president, Paul Mashadira for deputy president, Stan Matabata uh, for national chair, which was the fourth one. Um, I, I forgot the fourth one, but on those four that they nominated were basically what we we'll call, I, I, I call them the North. Mm-hmm. It's people with Limbopo links, but some of them mm-hmm. who have settled in Gauteng, they would by a tribe be either Pedi, uh, you know, Tsonga mm-hmm. or Venda. Mm-hmm. Uh, you, you can't do that uh, mm-hmm. if because this is where the majority of people who belong to those particular tribes reside. Mm. You go to the Eastern Cape, which has not come out full, but we know what what is their preference. For instance, for for a position like a deputy president, they want Oscar Mabuyane as a deputy president. Oscar Mabuyane is currently their premier. Is a person from the Eastern Cape. KZN, we have uh, spoken about them. It, it's it's emerging as a trend. In Bumalanga, they've nominated uh, uh, Ronald Lamura for deputy president. That's where he comes from uh, in terms of his uh, mm-hmm. ancestral home. So it, it is becoming a, a cancer that is spreading. It's sort of we are going back to the dark old days of these things. In fact, we are heading towards being like the rest of the African continent where you even see it at a level of national elections where there are contests of presidential elections. You would see a particular uh, tribe supporting a candidate who comes from that tribe. Another tribe supports a, a tribe. I think we are going back to those politics but ANC somehow had managed for the longest time to run away from that kind of arrangement. But if they are not careful with what we see emerging in these nomination processes going forward, it looks like we might be handed that wrong and dangerous yeah. direction. Yeah, yeah. Well, One idea that has been flighted is of uh, one member, one vote. Yeah, which was... Could that, could that work? Or do you think that the people who are, uh, how shall I put it, who are the 
who call the shots in the ANC will agree to that? I, I don't. I don't think so, Ramak. And the re- the reason uh, this 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 the question uh, this this proposal by the way was raised by Oscar Mbuyane in in 2017 already, but it didn't catch fire at the Nazareth conference. It will. It, it, it is highly unlikely that it will ever catch fire, Brahma, Because, for instance, let's for say for argument's sake, the ANC has one million uh, card-carrying members. When you say a member a vote, it means all one million of them must vote. It is very difficult to manipulate such a process. It is very difficult to gatekeep. It is very difficult to vote by in such a, a situation. Because, for instance, let's argue and say you uh, ten rand per member. That's at, at one million. That's just something <laughs> already you are looking at, at almost a billion. So, so it, it is something that I don't think many would agree. They would rather continue with the current arrangement of 4,500 to 5,000 uh, voting delegates, which is very, very easy to manipulate and is not actually a true reflection of democracy. The call for a member by vote is, the, is democracy in its rawest form. Because how what happens in the current arrangement is that even if the delegate from a particular branch has been given a mandate that these are the people we must vote for because we believe that they represent our aspirations in this branch, which are one, two, three, one, two, three, four. When they get to the conference itself, the delegate mingles with other delegates, gets influence, gets bought KFC, sleeps in nice hotels, drives in nice Mercedes vans, you know, and all that. All of a sudden. Uh, the mandate they, they were given of their, of their branch goes off the window and they start voting according to what is popular culture mm. at the conference itself. Is that true democracy? I don't think so. Whereas if it's every member voting with their conscience without being influenced by anyone, even if they were influenced, it's their baby to nest, but they were given their democratic right to make a choice of the kind of leaders they want to be led by. So I think it's a sane proposal, but I just don't see mm. it ever uh, gaining traction in the current ANC mm. as it were. Mm. Uh, Dr. Prefas, the, the other thing is that we see provinces, branches, uh, regions nominating and endorsing people. Do, in, in all honesty, do they know what these uh, candidates actually stand for? In other words, when mm. they choose, what, 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 what are they choosing? You know, do they choose the person who can sing sing the loudest, or who can make jokes, or or do they or dance, or do they choose because they agree with the thinking and ideology or the aims of the particular candidate? First of all, the ANC subscribes to what I call a, a Marxist and Leninist organizational model, which demands party discipline. That's why uh, AMC members, sometimes they are expected to abide by the popular view or they are expected to stick to the principle of democratic uh, centralism. So that's the nature and the character of uh, the AMC. Uh, secondly, the AMC says that its strength lies at branch level. Uh, they say that Amanda Asemasidi, uh, so the, the branches are the ones that are expected to debate uh, the, the qualities of their preferred candidates on matters of leadership, uh, whether those people have been tried and tested, they understand what uh, the organization stands for, they can advance the agenda of um, the organization, 
but that is in theory. Uh, in practice, I think there is what I call uh, the capturing of branches, because he who pays the pipe, I think even Mawanda uh, pointed out this um, earlier on, he who pays the piper calls the tune. There is this thing of uh, vote buying. Uh, some branches are co-opted, they are bought, you know, and uh, people get a mandate and at the last minute, they uh, betray the aspirations of their own uh, branch members uh, in pursuit of personal accumulation to amass wealth. Uh, so those are some of the contradictions of the ANC. No wonder there have been these rules to try to regulate uh, the organizational behavior of the ANC or the behavior of um, delegates. But the key question is, uh these rules um enforceable mm. but do do the members know who 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 the, they are voting for in reality in terms of for example if i vote yeah. for candidate x and i say tina as a branch or as a regional or however we, we we're making the whichever level we're making the call at do, how do yeah. we know what we're yeah, choosing yeah. and what this person is going to do once they become president, for example. Yeah. So, 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 so the ANC is a contested uh, terrain. Uh, different classes uh, expect different things from uh, the presidential contender for argument's sake. Uh, but the reality is that politics is controlled by the economy. You know, people who have a, a strong financial muscle. I think they are the ones that are on good footing in terms of influencing uh, a possible presidential uh, contender. I mean, there has never been anyone who has ever ascended to the helm of power as a president of the ANC without getting a backing of capital. Uh, and I think that is still going to be the case, despite the fact that there are these rules, because it, it will not be easy to um, uh, enforce them. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, in terms of... Uh, choosing a presidential contender, I think those who've got money are in a better position to influence that debate. Uh, not to say that branches cannot uh, take part in that uh, discussion, in particular, um, the rank and file. Mm. Mawande, yeah, you've been wanting to come in on the thing, so I'm yeah. going to give the, the last word to you before we wrap up. <clears throat> All right. No, 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 Bramak, what I, I, I wanted to add is to say perhaps at this goes back to the debate that I say uh, most ANC leaders have been harping on about, but they are not doing anything about it. The quality of the ANC member itself. Can the average ANC member, Bramak, comprehend with the simple political issues? Can they comprehend? Do they know what is the economy that uh, Dr. Breakfast is, is, is talking about? What drives it? Who are the forces uh, behind the economy? What is the participation of the average man in the economy itself? What is it that they can do through politics to influence the direction of the economic, uh, uh, you know, path of the country? Do average ANC members understand those questions? I guess that is where the question lies, which would inform then uh, the question of whether 
or not? Do they know the kind of leaders they need? And do they elect those people that they need? Or it is just as I personally believe a popularity contest is about how many times you've appeared on TV, uh, what slogans that are attractive to you, shout the most, what, how, how stylish is your campaign, how attractive it is in the popular culture, you know, among the young people in this age on social media as well. Those are the factors that end up propelling one besides the money issue to victory instead of the fundamental question which speaks to the quality of the average ANC member. Are they informed enough about the most basic of issues in the political world? Mm-hmm. That and, is the question. And, and do, you, do you think that the new regulations or, or, or the new guidelines or the new policy uh, for electing leaders uh, will give us a different outcome in December than we would have had uh, in 2017 at Nazrek. In fact, Pramak, these new rules completely uh, follow up or fail uh, to address this particular question that I, 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 I spoke about. And I feel anything that doesn't address that is just uh, wishful thinking. Because mm. if you don't address the basic, basic, uh, uh, you know, component of what forms an organization which are its members, then I, I doubt. I think the ANC has to revisit its entire membership process. There's the whole talk that has been there before, uh, better, but uh, few, but better. So do you still go on to have as many members as possible, or do you want, uh, even if you have 10,000 members countrywide, but who are of quality, who have special skills or special contributions to make, Within uh, uh, the, the the ideological uh, uh, direction and 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 just the content uh, of the party itself, what do you do uh, to get to that? I, and I think the better but few argument comes in here because uh, in reality, most of these members. To answer my same question, I just don't think they are uh, you know uh, informed enough uh, to understand uh, these issues. Some of them, which are complex, but even the most basic of these issues. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Doctor Breakfast. Uh, just lastly, uh, do you think that post, you know, at the end of the conference in December, we'll see a new, uh, renewed, rejuvenated uh, ANC, or we're going to get more of the same? Of course not. I mean, throughout history, the ANC has had ups and downs. I mean, even during the time of Oliver Tambo in uh, 1969 uh, at the Morogoro. Conference. Remember, they had two uh, conferences while in exile. There were issues. That's why they held that conference. The people were demanding that Oliver Tambo even must be changed. Uh, but the difference between then and now is that those debates had to do with the ideological direction of the organization, as opposed to the way things are at the moment. And I want to argue that the way things are is not the way things should be. Because the conflicts that have broken out have nothing to do with the ideological direction of the ANC, have to do with who stands a chance to benefit from material gains. Uh, so the, the struggle now is about having access to political power. Why? Political power gives you access to uh, public office, and public office gives you um, access to economic resources. And economic resources, they give you access to a good life. Yeah. Uh, 
Uh, on the uh, not so inspiring note, <laughs> yeah, that sounded no, very depressing. We've had, we've had, we've had so so much talk yeah. about renewal and what are the terms on? You know, yeah, the, the, you know, the NC is going to be renewed and this and all. And if we're going to come out with same old, same old, you know, in December after being subjected, you know, to the spectacle, you know, of campaigning, yeah, it's, it's going to be very uh, disappointing for a lot of us. You know, but 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 I think we, we we should wrap it there because we've just about run out of time. Uh, I'd like to thank uh, our guests for today's conversation, uh, a political analyst Dr. Nzigelelo Breakfast, as well as Mawanda Mashabalala, who's the Sunday Times politics writer. Thank you both for your time. I appreciate thank your you insights. Thanks, thanks, for Mike. Sure, sure, sure. I'm Mike Siluma. Until next time, uh, do stay safe, stay blessed, and do good for our country. Thank you.